you're listening to Rock Bottom Radio, broadcasting from deep in the turfnet zone. Here's your host, Randy Wilson. Hello and welcome to Rock Bottom Country Club, where you can walk 18 holes for $10 any weekday. But nobody ever does because modern golfers are a bunch of cupcakes depending on motorized transportation. Hey, gonna need some help out here. With what? You know that big outing that went off shotgun at first light? Yeah, the public servants monthly scramble. Bunch of politicians. But they pay good. Well, there's been a terrible accident. Mama says bring the backhoe. Why? Did the mayor put another cart in the river? No, the first group was playing in some and things got slow and tempers overheated and they started ramming each other with our new golf carts. Is anybody hurt? Yeah, Mama said there won't be any survivors. From golf cart collisions? Well, a few of them said they survived, but you know what liars politicians are. Today is an important show for us. It's our 12th Rock Bottom Radio Show, and we've gone deep in depth. No, I mean, we've gone in depth in a comprehensive analytical study of what triggered the decline in the golfer population and why the millennials aren't playing in big numbers. Also, today we have a report on the first ever board of directors meeting at Rock Bottom Country Club. Hey, did the mail run yet? Uh, not since the last time you asked, which was about six minutes ago. it! Mama's really cranked up. She ordered a whole bunch of vinyl guard for golf, and she can't wait to put it out. It's the best looking stuff on our whole golf course, and it keeps everything looking shiny and new for years. Probably the best bang for the buck in all of golf. And since Vinyl Guard has introduced some new ideas, well, I would show them to you, but this is radio. Maybe I can show you some new Vinyl Guard in our next film. Anyway, Mama is so excited that, well, it's making us nervous. Did the mail run yet? Alrighty, last week the first ever Rock Bottom Country Club meeting of the Board of Directors took place. Call to order, everybody. I say call to order. Everybody take your seats. Thank you, thank you very much. Now for our first item, we're issuing a demand that all golf course maintenance be done at night so we can send out a single just as soon as the sun comes up. Any thoughts on that? I have one. The chair recognizes Mama. Uh, what are you doing with that shovel? Who wants ice cream? Oh, I want to go. I do. I do. I do. I do. Can I go? All right, then. Everybody in the car. Mama, he's sitting on my side of the seat. Get back on your side, Ludell. Mama, he's looking at me. Cletus, stop looking at Bubba. I wasn't looking at him. I was watching them cows out the window. Now he's looking at me. What a whiner. Oh, Mama, R.W. hit me. R.W., sit back down and be quiet. Don't make me stop this car. Well, I wish you would stop. I'm getting car sick. See, this is why we never get to go anywhere. That stench is about to make me puke. I wish I'd stayed home with Betty. It's the worst smell ever. You complaining about smell? You're the one with the old man smell. What? You know how to stop old men from smelling? How? Hold their nose. 
Stop it. They tried to kill me, Mom. Mama, he's doing it again. Stop it. Stop whatever you're doing, or I swear I'll stop this car and whale the tar out of the whole bunch of you. Mama, RW's pointing at me. Am not. R2, R2. Why, you lying mash. Now look what you did. You made her mad. Get out. Every one of them. Oh, we're going to get a beating for sure, and it's all your fault. I'm kind of scared. Remember what she did to Chet Lester? Yeah, he's fine after they turned his head back in the right direction. Now, where do you suppose she's going? I guess she's going for ice cream by herself. That was her plan all along. That's why she started the argument in the first place. Okay, now before we get to the millennial activity study, I want to stress a point about the minimum wage debate going on in golf and everywhere else. In 1974, I was making $2 an hour as minimum wage. A brand new Honda Civic in 1974 cost $2,400 and rent was about $75 a month and I paid $75 for car insurance per year. At Dad's golf course it was $3 to walk 18 holes, roughly 1.5 times minimum wage. Now after the big surge in the 80s with the unbelievable greed triggered by people like the part owner GM of a course I renovated in 86, where, by the way, he raised green fees from $16 to $32, and when I protested, he revealed he was intent on going all the way to $80. Anyway, after the big surge, we began to lose the everyday player, and he was replaced by the special occasion player. This idiot part owner GM justified that by saying, so we're making more money. That whole golden goose story must have been too complex for business folks in that era. I don't know what a new Civic costs now, probably 24000 but that's about 10 times the 1974 price. But wages haven't gone up by 10 times. They've only gone up by half. Alrighty, we are here with our study on what the millennials are doing since they're not playing golf. Okay, Bubba, what did you and Cletus learn? Well, we decided to go out to the local mountain bike course. You mean you decided? I wanted to go on them craft bear joints. That's where the millennials are. Pay no attention to him. He's just angry because I dropped him on the first climb. I'm a bike riding fool, I tell you. If I had a lighter bike, I could ride the Tour de France. Lighter bike? You worried about shaving a couple of pounds off your bike when your bloated carcass is toting what amounts to four bowling balls around your waist? Well, that's not fat, that's fuel. Who's a fool? Bubba is. He's all hopped up on something. Ain't normal for such a large man to ride up hills like that. Can't even walk a golf course, but he can ride up hills. Oh, hush, Cletus. It's just good nutrition and proper training. Mama, I bet if you drug tested him right now, he's got enough PEDs in him to crank a diesel motor. But did you see any millennials to talk to? Millennials? Well, last night that grandson of mine come in wearing his breeches so tight he wasn't getting any blood to his brain. I bet I'd look real good in them skinny jeans. Did you talk to any young folks out on the trail? Yeah, one of them hipsters called us old dudes and congratulated us for being a hundred years old and still riding a bike. Yeah, just almost whooped him. Another bunch was lost and wanted to know which way back to the trailhead. Did you ask the questions I gave you? No, I said, what you asking us for? Don't all you youngins have a PMS device implanted in your hand? It's GPS, you old fool. Yeah, whatever. 
Anyway, I think your batteries are dead from too much selfieing and textifying and space booking and... Well, that's when I asked them if they played golf. Finally. What'd they say? Oh, can't recall, because Cletus started in on them again, saying stuff like they'd probably get lost out on the golf course without their phone, and how did they find their coffee houses without batteries? Cletus, you got no room to talk. You can't go anywhere without that battery in your pacemaker. At least your battery was dead. R.W., hand me my shovel. Wait a minute, Mama. If they don't have some research for me, then you can use your shovel. Hold on now. Back at the parking lot, a bunch of young folks was pumping up their tires, so I approached them in scientific mode and asked them your question. Go ahead, I'm writing this down. Yeah, one of them said he don't play because nobody ever showed him how to play, and he's afraid of looking like a newbie. And I said, boo-hoo, little crybaby, and, and he sucker punched me. You believe that? Oh, uh, the next one said golf just costs too much, and this girl with pink hair said golf didn't have any excitement unless you rode around on something. So I told them what you said about if they come by, you'd show them how to play and the first round was on up. You did what? It's all right, Mama. It's good marketing. Now I gotta get on back home. Almost time for my stories. I wonder if they're ever gonna get off that island. Well, if it's me, I'd stay on the island. No income tax, no crowd, just me and Ginger and Mary Ann. You couldn't even get Mrs. Howell. ARW, which one, Ginger or Mary Ann? Neither. I'd just build a golf course with a big clubhouse on the island and get rescued that way. Well, how would that get you rescued? You know what they say, build it and they will come. But yeah, only they's bankruptcy lawyers. And I wasn't talking about that island. I was talking about that scary island. Oh, you're referring to that horror show? Yeah, Manhattan. Well, while we're waiting for Ludell and old Booth to report in, I'll get started on... Just stop. I don't want to hear no more. I don't care what you want. R.W. should have been there. It was awesome. You say awesome one more time, I'm going to yank out your skeleton and put it on the compost pile. That'd be awesome. Wow, no fair using your cane. Hey, 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 cut it out, cut it out. What's the problem here? Oh, old Boof here spends all week at the skydive place jumping out of airplanes and talking to millennials about why they're not at the golf course, and he doesn't write any of it down for our study. I don't need to write it down. I figured it out within ten minutes. Skydiving's expensive. It's worse than golf. As soon as young folks get married and have a kid, that's over. That's when we need to reel them in. The trick is short courses, less time, less money, kid-friendly. But it ain't gonna work with that rocket ball. Ludell, looks like it's on you. Even Mama came back with nothing after spending two days at the roller derby. They called the police on her for unnecessary roughness. Well, that's what Grandpa used to say before he mysteriously... Well, anyway, I composed a brilliant, thorough analysis. I visited coffee shops and rock climbing centers and kayaking and whitewater rivers and trail running stores and VW camper clubs and RV parks. I even hung out on the Appalachian Trail interviewing young people about their recreational choices. What did you learn? Well, this backpacker girl said I could shave half a gram off my shoes if I got rid of my shoelaces. What an idiot. Just shut up. Anyway, here's my report. Most of our future potential golfers are sitting on the couch playing video games. Cause for $60 they can play for weeks and never have to drive nowhere or spend extra money except on the internet bill and a bag food and their pizza and... You know they fill up stadiums to watch folks play video games? Did you hear me? 
CBS News the other day was showing thousands of young folks going to stadiums and auditoriums to watch folks play video games. Lest we figure out how to get them to transition out of the virtual world and back into the real world, well then... Alright, this is supposed to be story time, but something happened and R.W. and Ludell went missing and the barns all tore up and the stuff smashed, but... Sheriff found this tape recording, and since he don't care what happens to Ludell R.W., I, he closed the case, so I thought I'd play the tape instead of story time. So, here it is. Okay, this is Ludell with a special investigative report. We get lots of questions from folks out there in Rock Bottom Land about how R.W. is intentionally vague on important topics in golf and how he rarely gives a straight answer. So I put a hidden microphone by the wood stove and I gave R.W. some truth serum. What comes next is shocking and will forever change your opinion of Rock Bottom Country Club. Might even make it worse, although I don't see how. Anyway, I couldn't find any sodium pentothal or nitrous oxide, so I used some backwoods truth serum. Now it's hard to get R.W. to drink moonshine because he's a narrow-minded teetotaler, but I put it in his herbal tea and fortified it with some mushrooms, and before long he was spilling his guts uh, both ways. Listen, folks are always saying you're too ambiguous on your opinions. Maybe you can tell me, what's your real opinion on earthwarming? Did you listen to Frank Rossi's radio show on globular warming? He kept saying desertification over and over again. What's desertification? I don't know, maybe it's a significant increase in cakes and pies and cookies. Buddy says it's when your woman runs off with a Toro salesman. Oh, well that makes sense. Hey, I was wondering, you never come right out and say it, but are you anti-certification? Just between you and me, I couldn't pass that test if I had two brains. It's almost master's time, so are we going to do a master's film this year? Does everything look kind of smeary to you? Hey, open your eyes. Wait, come on, wake up. You're making me nervous. I'm afraid to. I keep seeing things. You know that CEO from the Empire? Yeah, the one who wears the pop collars like he's still in his fraternity years. Yeah. How come they never hire a golf course superintendent to run the golf course superintendent industry? Can you solve a mystery for me? Is there a difference between the Augusta Syndrome and the Augusta Effect? Augusta Syndrome is a disease that golfers catch when they spend too long down there and, you know... But Augusta Effect, now that's what happens to a golf course after folks with Augusta Syndrome come back home. What do you suppose golf folks are talking about when they say sustainable? They don't want any down cycles, just up. And you know, what goes up must, uh... Hey, finish the sentence. Wake up. Come on. Uh, uh, you don't look too good. Here, drink this coffee. Oh, coffee. Hey, do you remember when Uncle Jelsick was in the hospital with Lockjaw and couldn't drink his coffee? Oh, he was raging in there, full-blown withdrawal, and he's trying to get that real mean nurse to fill up his IV bag, and she wouldn't. Oh, I do remember Uncle Jelsick liked his coffee, and him causing big uproar. Ended up giving him a coffee enema. I would have thought he'd been more grateful, even if the delivery method... It wasn't that. He wanted cream and sugar, and... Way she R.W., what is the law of untended consequences? Why are you asking so many questions? Why are we wasting time sitting around the wood stove? 
Why is there a zebra over there behind the real grinder? You ain't got any more of that coffee? Yeah, now a few years back you was lecturing us on the one course a day and the law of unintended consequences. Unintended. Unintended consequences. Some people call it blowback or side effects. It's attributed to John Locke. Is he a member here? No. He was a political social philosopher in the 1600s. See, unintended consequences are things that unexpectedly happen as a result of people trying to fix something. Like early last century when erosion was a problem caused by too much road building, so some genius said we'll plant kudzu. You understand now? Okay, it's like alcohol prohibition causing organized crime, or the Mujahideen becoming the Taliban, or foreign interventions that trigger mass migrations, and you know, like Saddam and Gaddafi. Here's one. Levees on the upper Mississippi created downstream flooding. What does that have to do with golf? Look, one course a day lured in non-golf investors, and that led to an overbuilt golf real estate market, narrow house-line courses with mandatory cart use, CCFADs, big-headed drivers, super shafts, super balls, which led to expensive longer courses, and when too many courses began to compete for the same amount of golfers, then we had a grooming standards arms race, and all we really needed were golf courses in the 6,200-yard range, not more 7,000-yard monsters. I've been going through all your articles and your scripts and your columns that you write, but you never publish them. Some of them look pretty interesting, like what? It's Doak insinuation. What is the Doak insinuation? Tom Doak has on several occasions accused golf course superintendents of making greens too fast, and that means he can't make the greens all roly-poly and fun, and, well, I got tired of him blaming superintendents, so I wrote several pieces, but, you know, that's the problem with allowing folks to be architects when they've never been a superintendent. Yeah, Doak's a genius and all, but if he just spent some time as a superintendent, he wouldn't know. We don't have control over green speeds. It's the golfers. They think if the greens aren't so fast that they four-putt, then something is wrong with the golf course, and it's time for new blood. Fire the superintendent. In order to stay employed, the superintendent has to keep the greens so fast that it's damaged the game. Where'd that zebra go? I wonder how I'd look with pop collars. So if Tom knew that golfers were... Golfers. Let me tell you about golfers. Golfers think that good players know more about turf and soil science and agronomy than weak players. Golfers will sit in the bar and listen to some two-handicap hold court on golf course maintenance and architecture, and they'll swoon over his brilliance but discount what the superintendent says because he doesn't play well. And he doesn't play well because he works way too many hours with a skeleton crew and doesn't have time to play in practice. Golfers typically assess whether a golf course is in good shape by standing on the practice green and staring out over the course like a sea captain. They either nod in appreciation or shake their heads as if they're dreading the torture of playing a game. It's a game. Superintendent golfers, on the other hand, are easily recognized because they stare straight down. Sometimes they'll kneel and pick at the turf, feel the moisture, and here's a dead giveaway. They pick up their feet as they walk across the green. Want some more coffee? No. My heart's doing the rumba. Has this floor always been dirt? Yeah, it's a barn. So, I remember you have a favorite quote. What is it again? Are you interviewing me? No, it's just a slow, rainy winter day. I thought I'd learn something. I guess my favorite quote is from Roberto Vaca, who said, The more complex the system, the more apt it is to fail. Was he a golf writer? No, he was an engineer, a, a futurist who wrote back in 1970. 
You know, back when we read books in school. Who's the best golf writer? For modern times, Jeff Shackelford. You ever read his book, The Future of Golf? Uh, I read it. As I recall, you was in that book. That's right. I wrote my Las Vegas showgirl piece, and Jeff used it. It was about how Ben Crenshaw brought classical elements of golf to the average golfer who was brainwashed by looks. Average golfer wants the showgirl with all the feathers and makeup and glitter and flash, but she's expensive. She'll drop you like a hot rock when your money runs low, but not the girl next door golf course. She's not an expensive date, and you know what she actually looks like because she's not wearing all that surgical mounding and augmented shapes and bolt-on body parts. It's too sophisticated, too complex. All that removes the fun and affordability. I don't feel good. I'm going to go get some hot tea, but this time I'm going to make it. That stuff you made gave me the willies. Wait, wait, wait. Just one more thing. How come every year you give out the Turpentine Corn Cob Award, but you keep it secret? I bet the whole golf industry would like to know who wins every year. Hey, what's this? You bugged me. You've been wearing a wire this whole time. I'm gonna whoop your... Well, that's where the tape ended. This is probably the last rock-bottom radio show since we can't find Ludell in our debut. Unless you want us to turn it into a music show, like, um, what about the Grand Ole Rock Bottom, or uh, the Verticutters Variety Show, or the 100 Days of... You've been listening to Rock Bottom Radio, broadcasting from deep in the turf net zone. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher for future episodes. 